From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. Hi, Matt. Are you doing your uh, jacket situation again today? I'm not, but I'm trying to pull out of my backpack <laughs> Jim Burns' notes from last night. Yes. From last night? I didn't see you there. Oh, I'm everywhere, my friend. <laughs> um, yeah. happy, happy Monday to you happy as we record Monday. this. Yes, it's good to see you. Yeah. Um, you've uh, had some travels recently. I have. So you went to the great state of Texas. Yes. So last week we talked about going to Vegas for my son's oh, yeah. baseball tournament and then had a couple days at home and then busted out the suitcase again. And went to Houston, Texas. Yeah, why were you in Houston? I was there for a Greater Europe Mission Pastors Forum, which I know is near and dear to your heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, was, I was telling you before we started recording, <laughs> I feel like your um, younger brother, like going to the high school that you went to, like, <laughs> oh, you're a wakeling? Okay, I expect a lot of you, or like something like that, because if all of you yeah. may or may not know, Eric is now, um, how, what's your official position at Jim? Chairman of the board of Gem International. Yes, I was wavering on the international part. Yes. yes. So yeah, I chaired the board of the international uh, board at Gem, and so it's so exciting to go be with a lot of your colleagues yeah. that uh, you get to serve with in that. So Brian Smith and I jumped on a plane, went to Houston, and hung out with a bunch of missions pastors from Texas. <laughs> yes, there's like 50 youth pastors. Uh, I mean, 63 youth. of us. I, I, it's funny how I defaulted. Yeah, to 63 of us pastors that were there. Pastors. So it was fun just being with a bunch of people that love missions, love mm-hmm. Jesus, love what God's doing in Europe. So super inspiring. Brian and I loved it. And uh-huh. if I could keep going here. Please. We uh, had our conference at the Lanier Theological Library. Oh, yeah. Tell about this because I've been curious about this place. amazing. So if you've seen Harry Potter, it's basically Hogwarts in (laughs) Houston. (laughs) Interesting. So Mark Lanier is a trial attorney who's made a lot of money um, in his work. I think he's worth... B as in billion. Wow. And uh, he is a Christian and works at or, or, or serves as a Sunday school teacher at Champion Forest Church oh, in Houston, Texas. Man. And lives on this giant property outside of like the main city. And he built a huge library that has like original copies of C.S. Lewis's works, letters that C.S. Lewis has written, which is if you're a C.S. Lewis fan, is like super something to geek out on. Yeah. And then he just has this crazy volume of of works, tons of like Greek manuscripts type stuff. Hmm. And, um, and then has this giant, giant conference hall that looks like something out of Oxford or Hogwarts. It's, it's really funny to have it in Houston, right? right. but you literally feel like you're walking into something in England. That's so cool. I wonder if he patterned some of it off that great hall in Oxford or whatever, because that's what Harry Potter's patterned after. Yes. Yes. In fact, he also recently just bought Wycliffe Hall. (laughs) At Oxford. What? I didn't know that's the kind of <laughs> yeah. thing you could buy. I guess <laughs> somehow it was available. That's cool. Uh, when you're when your B is in billion, I guess you can convince people. So he now has is he's refurbishing that as well. So this huh. little plug, if you're ever in Houston or Oxford, yeah. which are very similar places, right. check out one of these libraries. Go it's open to the public and they even have a few places you can stay. So tell me, do you know anything more about Wycliffe Hall? Like, what's the deal with that place? Like, what is that? It's that's part of Oxford. Yeah, it's in, 
But is it like it's not part of the it's university? It's a couple miles outside of like the main university. Okay. okay. But still attached to it as far as I've read. I've okay. never been there. Because I've never been to Wycliffe Hall. I've been to Oxford itself, okay. like the actual but Oxford has several different yes. colleges within yes. the main thing. Yeah. So it's a it's interesting how it works there. But, but it's definitely in that loop. Right. And that's C.S. Lewis prime. If this guy's a C.S. Lewis mm -hmm. fanatic, I mean, that's where all this cool stuff is. Mm -hmm. I went to this, um, I forget what the name of the building is now, but it's this building that he would speak at these chapels or something, C.S. Yeah. Lewis. And then as you walk out, he would always, they said he always would walk out this side door. Uh -huh. And when you walk out the side door, straight out when you see a do the door across kind of the breezeway is a cool old wooden door with the carving of these lions and uh, and then you turn and then you see you turn to the right. And as you keep walking, there's a, a lamppost. And uh, I think there's even like fawns or something, too, on, on that door. And so it's just all this stuff from Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe Whoa. is stuff where he would speak. And these things would just have triggered his imagination each day. And oh, that's he goes, so cool. I know. Isn't that neat? That's really great. Yeah, it was really cool. I like that. I know. So um, that's cool, though, that you're at that place. That's interesting. I for some reason. It's funny, I didn't know it was this guy that's like a that's a lawyer or something, but yeah. I thought it was, you know, uh like Hobby Lobby connected or something like that. Well, it's you know, funny. I heard Lanier Library and my sports geek background, I'm like, oh, I think there was a, a Houston Rocket player named Bob Lanier, which oh. I think is true. <laughs> that's <laughs> I, that, I don't think it's in relation. It's funny that it was Houston too. I know, though, you know. I know. Um, Houston is if you've never been to Houston, Texas, it's I mean everything in Texas is a giant, but <laughs> it's true. It's the third largest metropolitan 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 city it's a metro city <laughs> you did it no, the um, right. <laughs> in america it's giants oh, wow. and tons tons of diversity there as the nations have landed there and yes one of the reasons is there's a huge medical facility downtown that's like one of the places if you live in the midwest and you get cancer or some type of needs mm. significant surgery that's where you go oh, okay interesting i have seen how even on like some food shows and stuff where that's um it's like it has all these crazy different amounts of awesome food yes right so uh from different cultures and, right. and countries and stuff because of how it's such a diverse place which you, right. people sort of don't i know think don't about think if you just think texas. of texas yeah right but um that's cool man yeah. um what's it like hanging out with 60 missions pastors is everybody it's awesome man talking about crazy stories <laughs> yes and stuff? yes or, as or you can story. imagine just yeah, just it. Whenever, like, say, if you're in an industry, say you're in like the copy printing business. Whenever you're around people in that industry, there's like some just commonality that, like, oh, we can share the same language, mm -hmm. same the same, share the same struggles. We all talk about our senior pastors. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I like that actually. You're right. Actually, that's not true. Um, I bet it's slightly true. Sort of. But um, <laughs> so it's just yeah, it's just great to be with brothers and sisters that kind of have the same heartbeat in that. And it's super inspiring too. Like hmm. ran into some guys that are just going for it, have like some really neat initiatives, ideas on how to mobilize, you know, people from the States mm -hmm. around the world and That's how cool. to even share the story of what God's doing around the world. And so, yeah, come mm. back super inspired and you might even see little things in our retweet coming up next month. Ah, nice. Okay, cool, man. Yeah. How about you? How are you doing? Uh, doing pretty well. Had a little less adventurous of a weekend. I was at a, a little Orange Lutheran High School event on Friday okay. with some staff, being uh, a, a good, little staff event. Good being, husband. Yeah. Being the good husband and hanging out with people. Um, but but that's some good fun. Those are they're, they're actually some fun people there. And then pretty 
you know, pretty nice little Saturday, just mm-hmm. uh, relaxed. Uh, I had, uh, but I'm back on the bike, right? Yes. So I've been, I've been telling you, I'm back on the bike. I had, you know, it was super rainy on Friday, so um, Thursday and Friday, and so I didn't, uh, couldn't bike Friday, but did a big bike Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it's been nice to be back on the bike, just and, right before the rains, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's been good. And then one thing that was fun for me on Saturday night um, was able to get together with um, a couple friends. That so one named Rob Lone and one yes. named Tim Young and then oh. over at Jason's house we had a little steak dinner night with some oh, buddies. That's great. And uh, so Rob is someone who lives in Sioux Falls, uh, South Dakota, uh-huh. but used to be out here. Has been kind of a just a great friend, but also a bit of a spiritual mentor sure. in my life. And uh, he was a back when we were at Biola, um, he was a RD and mm-hmm. then um, did some some other kind of cool stuff. So there. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just good. I don't get to see him that often, but yeah. um, he's a pretty wise guy. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. So my friend Tim has a new job working in the doctor. It's funny. This friend of mine now works, just got a job in the middle of this in the education doctoral program at Concordia. Huh. And that's the program that B, my wife is actually in. Oh, that's funny. Which is such a weird deal. <laughs> but thankfully he kind of came late enough that he's not her teacher or <laughs> dissertation chair or something like that, sure. which would have been sort of fine, but kind of weird. And then, yeah. uh, and maybe even, I don't know if that's a conflict of interest or something, but, yeah. um, but yeah, that's kind of, kind of cool. Oh, so just uh, another update on him. Yeah. Sharing stories about some, mm-hmm. some, uh, just changes in lives and mm-hmm. all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then just good day at church yesterday. Yes. So that was fun to have Dr. another, Burns. another kind of a long time yeah. <laughs> friend and mentor be, um, be around for, for church on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Pretty so. great. Yeah. Tell, um, Tell us a little bit about like your connection to Jim Burns. If people don't know about it, our speaker from yesterday. Yeah, exactly. So, so first maybe just even like how, who Jim is like early on. So Jim, I mentioned this like, like about a week ago or something, but um, just in a short announcement form, but he, he was the guy that would be going around in the youth ministry world, speaking to huge groups of students Mm -hmm. and speaking to all the youth pastor conferences mm-hmm. and stuff like that, that we would go to youth specialties yeah. and all that stuff. He was kind of like one of that main sort of speaker tour, but then he had this book that he wrote called the youth builder. Mm-hmm. That was literally <laughs> the textbook for youth ministry for yeah. a lot of people. Um, and, and uh, so he's this, that's just sort of the guy he is. Mm-hmm. And then when I was at um, a church called ocean Hills down in San Juan Capistrano, which is where I worked before here at Calvary, um, he and his wife, Kathy, they, and their kids started attending, um, ocean Hills. Yeah. And then I was the junior high pastor. And so then they started attending. And when their oldest daughter, um, was going into seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And so then I just knew that then this guy that we were going around and seeing speak at all these places, I've read multiple <laughs> ones of his books. Yes. Uh, he used to put on these conferences called this side up that mm-hmm. were these things like these huge youth conferences, uh, and I even wrote an article huh. when I was in high school, I had a, somebody, I had a connection with somebody cause I was even thinking politics or journalism at some point were kind of some mm-hmm. of the things I was thinking about doing. And I wrote an article for the LA times Whoa. about this side up Whoa. about his conference, which is so <laughs> wild. Right. And all these weird things, which was like, to me, that was like the coolest thing I'd ever done at the time. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then, um, but then, yeah, then he starts attending my church as I was. And, yeah. I, and what people have to understand is I became the junior high pastor at this church 
when I was a sophomore in college. <laughs> and there was, I mean, it was like, honestly, it was kind of a similar size to the sure. middle school ministry here at Calvary right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just, it wasn't some little yeah. small group of five kids or right. something. It was a, it was a lot of, a lot of kids to hang out with. And so that's just too, FYI, that's too young. <laughs> It's not the right decision to make. You wouldn't hire yourself right today? I would not hire myself. <laughs> I made some bad decisions. And let's hear some. Let's hear some okay, bad decisions. So here's some bad decisions. I like how this is like this is why podcast is long form uh, communication. I oh man. So I tell all like all youth staff this when I'm trying to get them to be safe on the way to camp uh-huh. and, because when I was coming home from a, it was a junior high, high school combo. I was the junior high pastor. There was also a high school pastor. I was coming home from a snowboard trip to June mountain up above a uh, mammoth there. And on the way home, we stopped at Carl's junior in Bishop, California. And if you guys have ever done this whole drive, the 395, that long drive down and all that. So we stopped at Bishop, get back in the car. And we had this um, kind of like, buddy system way of checking if everybody was on the bus <laughs> and um then we leave bishop and we so the high school pastor who was kind of my boss too because he was sort of the, the the student ministry pastor he was in a church van and then we had two big old luxury charter buses kind of thing right and not luxury i shouldn't say luxury but what you better than a school bus right <laughs> and so then you're we're heading south on the 395 and then all of a sudden it's lights and sirens behind the charter bus and we're getting pulled over by the CHP and the CHP gets on the bus and says, who's in charge. And I'm sitting there and I'm literally 20 years old, Yeah, 20 years old. Right. And this is a mix of junior high and high school kids on these buses. Some of which are 17 years old. (laughs) And, (laughs) and I had to stand up and say, I'm in charge. Yeah. And he says to me, do you have all of your kids? Oh. And I said, tell me why you're asking me that question. That was my That's actually probably a smart response. Yeah. So I think I would have said yes. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm just like, bro, like so, there's a reason for all this. Yes. This is crazy. Tell me. And he said, you left a girl behind, a junior high girl behind in Bishop. And this is pre-cell phone. This is, yeah, so this would have been 94. Yeah. So I think we probably had, maybe had cell phones, but she, not, but she didn't have a cell phone. Right. It would be, like maybe a couple people had a cell right. phone. Right. And, um, <laughs> this is crazy, dude. Uh, and then she um, had gotten on the pay phone at Carl's Jr. and called her parents, which is <laughs> smart. Yeah. yeah, it's a good job. While she was calling her parents on the payphone crying a family sees her crying on the phone and is like are you okay sweetie can we help you they talk to the parents and the parents of this this girl agree to let the girl get in the car with this random family (laughs) to start driving south and they're going to try to meet them they then proceed to call the they so i guess what happened is they freak out as of course right and they call the police yeah. and say, this is what we've done. Like, our daughter got left behind. Yeah. We, we, uh, we just, we realized we just let our kid go with his family. We realized right. maybe that was a bad idea. Yeah. And so can you go try to find them? <laughs> oh, and so man. they, the cops tell us this and say, 
go up ahead, like 15 miles ahead or something, there's a gas station. Uh-huh. Pull up into this gas station and just wait there. So we have to go and just wait there, the two buses. Oh. But the thing was, is my boss, Paul, sorry. <laughs> Paul First Gates. name's only, oh, dang. <laughs> it's fine. He's, he's just as, yeah, I'm, I'm outing my own self with this. <laughs> but he he had just kept driving and he, they, I think we sure. didn't have phones. Yeah. And he was far ahead of us in, yeah. the, in the church van. And so he was long gone and he ended up being home before we even had any of this resolved. And then, so we're just sitting there waiting. And then eventually they say, we have the girl, we've, the police have taken her to her, mm-hmm. to her parents and met them in, cause the parents started driving North oh, wow. and met them in Victorville or something like that. Like, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know exactly. I forget where they actually did that now that we're, yeah. gosh, that we're 30 years later at right, this point. Right. right. Um, and so, you're, I can just picture your face in that moment. Probably stunned, shocked. Oh, man. Horror, shocked, <laughs> fear. Because this could have all been extremely worse. Yes. And if See, something happened to her, I could have been. Let me defend you, though, because you you did, like, the buddy system, and the buddy said, like, they're here, right? Or there was, like, so some. This is how it happened. She was, she was on the bus. This is part when of the When you problem. did the count. She was on the bus when we checked, and then she got off and her friend her buddy told us she got on the other bus oh and she actually had gone to the bathroom right and so we left now here's the thing now to understand people so since that that day and i'll tell more (laughs) but since that day it is like we have clipboards with every name on them with multiple places to check names <laughs> off for the multiple stops that you might make on any uh, trip where every person is double, triple checked. If they're around, there's, it's just way more, way more strict. So side note on that. I remember when we were doing youth ministry together, <laughs> I was like a little bit annoyed, like yes. our first year during like bus trips together. I'm like, yep. bro, we have 56 people. Like just mm-hmm, relax. Mm-hmm. You're like, no count again. And I was like, <laughs> on we were fine and then i heard this story and i was like oh Oh, this is why this guy's psycho (laughs) dealing with my own trauma (laughs) but i got so in trouble too of course i did right so in trouble when we got back multiple meetings with the parents and the senior pastor of the church and all this stuff where i was just getting just getting grilled and yelled at and um parents like yelling at me it was so gnarly but it was all it's hard because it's also well deserved at some level right i don't know Yes, it's well deserved. It's you're you're responsible. You're responsible for the ultimately the you're responsible. Yeah, ultimately of these, responsible, these but you're just trusting a little bit too of what people are saying to you. Yes, and that's why you can't. <laughs> you can't trust people yeah. that are twelve year olds. Well, that's, that's probably that's probably a good point. <laughs> but the other thing is, you shouldn't hire people that are twenty year olds <laughs> to do this job. And so, <laughs> so it's that guy. Me, yeah, that's the guy I am as I'm the youth pastor at 20 for right. Jim Burns, the world's expert of youth ministries, right. daughter, right? <laughs> so, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> that would be like, I'm trying to think of equivalent to that. That'd be like having a little league team and you're the coach, and Mike Trout's son is on your team, or totally that would be like, or maybe the coach, or like you're the coach and you're the football flag football coach and Bill Belichick's your, yeah, yeah. you know, kid is on your team yes, or that's something so like true. that. Yes. Yeah. That's totally, it's totally how it was. And I was pretty, I was kind of nervous about it, but 
you all could see if you heard Jim preach his sort of winsomeness yeah. and his grace and his humor, yeah. good, good humor. You could see a lightheartedness to mm-hmm. him. So I also didn't lose his kid, thankfully. <laughs> Did, is it? Am I just making this up? But didn't you also have like the leader of forest home Christian camps kids yeah. in your which is funny because it's another the the name burns is very connected to my life <laughs> uh because that was ridge burns uh-huh. ridge burns was a youth pastor at ocean hills before okay like one or two before me mm-hmm. a couple before me and uh he ended up to go on to start center for student missions oh wow which is the whole thing that we take kids yeah. to la right. and san francisco and i've been to chicago with them mm-hmm. on our la urban trips and then he also then was the president of Forest Home Camps. And his kids were in your group? Or? And, no, no, no. I didn't okay. have to. He had moved on since, okay. but he okay. just was part of our church. Yeah, what a legacy, though. And yeah. John Burns is the president of <laughs> Greater Europe Mission. <laughs> a lot of Burns in your life. And I was telling Robert. And Mr. Burns is a character on Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. So he's uh, he's a big part of my life, too. <laughs> what are you going to say about Robert? <laughs> well, I was telling Robert about how Chelsea was playing Middlesbrough, which is uh, Middlesbrough, England. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I brought soccer in. Ding. Uh, but John Burns, the president of GEM, he's from England, and he's from the Middlesbrough area, which is up kind of by Newcastle in the yeah. north. And he – so my the team I like, Chelsea, was playing in Middlesbrough. And I was, I was just talking to Robert how I was – texting with him and trash talking and then robert came up to jim burns on sunday and was like oh are you the middlesbrough fan i'm like no dude that's wrong, burns. wrong, wrong jay burns but there's too many burnses can i tell you a little quick story about john burns that yes, maybe you please. know so okay now we're talking about the guy that's president of greater mission yeah he told a story to us this weekend that was so good he said he was like 18 had grown up in a christian home but kind of rejected it for the most part he's like 17 18 years old and there's a billy graham crusade and it's at the rival soccer field pit pitch <laughs> pitch good job. of uh, of Middlesbrough, mm-hmm. which I forget the name of it right now. And so he and his buddies said, "Let's go to this Billy Graham crusade so we can go onto the field when they call for the altar call, and we can steal the turf. <laughs> we can grab chunks of turf just to like spite yeah. uh, our rival. So this would be like USC UCLA type thing. Yeah, exactly. And so he said one by one. It was like over a four day period. All of his buddies that came to do this started like genuinely <laughs> having Getting an saved. encounter yeah. with Jesus <laughs> and going forward not to steal like grass, but to like literally um, surrender to Christ. That's and then awesome. he finally he did as well. It was like a pivotal moment in his life. But it all started with let's go to our rival and that's take awesome. their grass. Yeah. I like that. So maybe that's good. Maybe we should have more more of these events on right. different. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a bunch of invite a bunch of UCLA people to the yes. Coliseum or whatever. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, that's great. Yep. So yeah, so back to where we started was. So then I'm trying to be the youth pastor to this guy's kids, mm-hmm. and and as I said, he was just extremely, extremely gracious, mm-hmm. and and just started meeting with me and mm-hmm. pouring into me and caring about me, and then invited me even. We were one year into my marriage with B, so this would have been 98. Yeah. So um, I'm still, I think I'm 23 or something at this point. Uh, and <laughs> it's 23, 24. And we went on a missions trip with him to to go train youth workers in Eastern Europe. Cool. So in Czech Republic and Romania and yeah. Hungary. And uh, so it was kind of cool just to have some, yeah. that kind of time to and mm. 
these people were coming to these things because of him. Yeah. Not because of me, but I was doing some breakouts and right. stuff when I'm 23 years old. Doing and that's some like, breakouts boy, man, the Eastern European church at that point was pretty young. So it was like seven, eight years after even some of the communist yeah, regimes exactly. had fallen. Yeah. And mm. it was really interesting to be in these uh, former communist countries mm-hmm. where, and the, even the way they're built and it's just, everything was gray buildings and mm. all of the same yeah. and just kind of, you'd see it's just like, oof, this is, this is tough. Yeah. Um, and cause you can go to Prague and it's beautiful and you can go to other parts that are beautiful in Czech Republic, but we were in more like everyday life kind right. of areas. Yeah. Right. In in other towns. Yeah. So, which was cool to be in the more just everyday life of people mm-hmm. in that way mm-hmm. and, uh, and be part of that. So, yeah. So Jim and, and I were, ended up having all three of his kids, um, through my youth group and just really enjoyed them mm-hmm. as well. And just, they were great parts of our church. So, really fun then for me to have him come Mm -hmm. and since since that time he had sort of as he got a little bit older uh moved more from doing youth ministry or youth talks even though he still does some of that but moved more into the marriage parenting kind of uh space Uh he's had a radio show and runs this ministry called homeward Mm -hmm. um and uh that speaks all over the place still Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a crazy life yeah uh yeah and um so it's it's good. So we got yeah. to have him on Sunday. I know. Yeah. So what'd you think? Uh, <laughs> How was it? <laughs> it was great. Just as, yeah. I mean, the focus was on parenting with a little splash of marriage, <laughs> you know, encouragement right. in there. Um, and I was kind of looking over at our church. I was sitting like in the very back, which is kind of a fun perspective at times. I agree. And uh, just looking at our church like, okay, this, this is pretty spe- specific to family. Mm-hmm. So I hope there's not people that are don't have kids or what that are that are like sort of, you know, not connecting to this. But then as he was sharing, it felt like these are just great principles to have. Yeah. <laughs> like in general. Yeah. Like as we even think about mentorship and discipleship. Yeah. It, and he really emphasized that that begins in the home. It's not outsourced mm-hmm. um, to the church workers. Although, and appreciate this too. He's like a churchman. He like cares about like, hey, the church has involvement. Of course. Like I'm not diminishing that. Yeah, it really does begin in the home. And I think that's like a universal principle. Yeah. Even if you don't have small kids, even if you're just living with roommates mm-hmm. or whatever your situation is, yeah, really your faith, your following of Jesus, you spend so much time in your home and it really is the yeah. foundation and the launching point for the rest of your life with God. Yeah. And so sometimes we, I don't know, in our like kind of sacred space kind of differential, we like separate like okay this is my private life and i kind of just do whatever i want to do and then you know i i meet with god when i go to church mm-hmm. and it's like, that's far from the case like it's like no our homes should be sacred they should be places where yeah. god's invited and welcomed and talked about and shared and so anyways no, that agree. was a good encouragement good. i think for everybody yeah i think so too i talked to somebody last night after the the parent seminar he did that said that uh, his high school aged son was in the room for for that message mm. and um the morning's message and he said hey dad i know i don't have a fan like i'm you know i'm a kid i don't have mm-hmm. a family like i don't you know i'm not leading something he said um so i know i couldn't necessarily use all this stuff now he said but i'm so excited to be a good dad in mm. the family that i have like wow. to make an impact in the family that i have or something like that i don't yeah, have the words exactly cool. right, if he but... caught even that was were totally yeah, gold yeah right and so it's true that a lot of those sorts of talks they might not exactly apply to you listener out there mm-hmm. and but um but what's good is it's always preparing you for something yeah i think yeah and we don't we don't necessarily 
we very rarely, I think we're a church that very rarely does like the whole marriage talk or parenting mm-hmm. talk or whatever, because we do try to keep things a little more universal for people. Right. But so I think it's okay every once in a while to have yeah. it yeah. be a little more specific. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but um, yeah, it's because it's kind of just like whatever your closest circle is. Mm-hmm. And if that's for, for a lot of people, that's going to be their immediate family, mm-hmm. whatever role you play in that immediate family, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but then, uh, but then it's just, who's that closest circle around yeah. you in your life of influence. And yeah. It goes back to something. We may have even said this. Sometimes I forget what we've talked about on the podcast, what we and I've just talked Same. about. Yeah. But John Mark Comer, who's been quoted a lot, even Jim even referenced him on Sunday with some of like the kind of like slowing down stuff. But he has a new book out and in the book, it talks about there's no accidental saints. And I love that term. Mm. Like there's no one that just falls into like, you know, spiritual growth. And that doesn't mean that it's all about our effort and like, it's all about us like pulling ourselves up. But, but there is a sense of intentionality to pursuing Jesus and letting him shape us. And I think Jim is an example of both in his own life being super intentional and then also encouraging others too. And what was cool I actually didn't know this about his story, but he didn't grow up with that same intentionality. Like it wasn't like he had, you know, this was like some like, you know, one size fits all. And he was just kind of reproduced. It's like he and his wife had to kind of figure out what it meant to be Christians and how, what it meant to be Christian parents, Mm -hmm. how to disciple others. They kind of had to figure that out on the fly. Right. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's where some of the best innovation comes from too. Right. Right. I was just, uh. This is going to be a, this is going to be a derail. Okay. Okay. For it. So okay. I was just listening to this podcast, um, about, uh, Stanley water bottles, <laughs> <laughs> all the lead. <laughs> no, I know it wasn't about that, but it was just like, it was more of this analysis of why does something hit like this, like mm-hmm. in the sense of a, a trendiness or mm-hmm. becomes like a thing that all of a sudden everybody gets. Right. And, and it's kind of, then it, then it morphs towards this becomes a joke sort of yeah. thing, you know, as it becomes even more popular, but um, a lot of times, because it was talking about how a lot of times in sort of business, um, people try to replicate some something's previous success, huh. but usually that's not where the greatest innovation sometimes uh, comes from uh-huh. when it comes to innovation, yeah, not just innovation. modification, yeah. yeah. Um, and so it was like people all like trying to copy other things before, but anyway, but just like sometimes when you're sort of out of this, yeah, like. A sense of doing that it's really then something will will hit strong some spark yeah. yeah some spark will hit and uh it's kind of I, I wonder if because they were learning they're growing and learning in the church but they had so they they know hey there's certain things like we don't get to innovate on mm-hmm. i guess when it comes to the bible mm-hmm. right we we take the bible and we want to live our lives according to that but then sort of the methodology sure. of how that happens we were willing to innovate and even his crazy you know, little story of telling the, uh, of the kids doing little right. pl- Bible story plays, right. which is just a very simple, funny thing. But then there's just like funny things that kids do that sure. he, he got into in more detail of them acting out Adam and Eve and one of them coming out naked, which <laughs> right. is just funny <laughs> yeah. uh, when, and that's family. But, yeah. um, but, uh, also like, I think some of that stuff is what turned it from just sort of the doing the same thing, right. do a Bible study with your kids or right. whatever, turned it into no, do that, but do it with a little bit of, you know, something unique or yeah. something different. You can be creative. You can yeah. kind of meet your kids where they're at, that type of thing. Yeah. 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 So, so that was really hitting me mm-hmm. from, um, the talk, which, oh, to another side rail. Um, I actually have an innovation 
and I'm going to share it for free to whoa, all of our whoa, listener. TMs, trademark, copyright. And you guys can take this because I don't think I have the energy or the money to do this. <laughs> but I was in LAX and Houston, as I mentioned, at mm-hmm. the airports. And airports are like probably one of the most dirty, unclean places mm-hmm. you can ever go. Like you have to wheel, if you're by yourself, you have to wheel your like luggage into the bathroom. Oh, I know. And those bathrooms are always nasty and then you wheel them out and you're walking through yep. airport terminals. And so I have an idea. It'd be like a huge rubber mat and you walk, you roll your suitcase and your shoes over it. And it like, it like instantly sanitizes the wheels oh, and your shoes. Oh yeah. Cause that's the same suitcase you're bringing into your hotel, wheeling that thing in, popping it open, all the germs. So it'd be like this giant. <laughs> Does it have to be sanitizing? Is it wet? Situation. Kind of a little bit. I, like damn yeah yeah it'd be like kind of wet like you'd like it's a giant wet wipe yes that's <laughs> that's what i'm looking for a giant wet wipe wet but wipe that wouldn't like tear enough yeah, yeah 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 exactly okay i feel you so can you imagine so if you could invent this you could put it in every airport you could put it even public places yeah and people would like like love it like they'd be like oh i gotta go over that thing before i leave yeah get myself all clean you know, during so during COVID, <laughs> July 2020, we went. My family went on a trip to Cancun, Mexico, uh-huh. and it was awesome because it was only like 25 percent full, <laughs> and it was like half price. <laughs> totally. Um, so it was this awesome trip that we had. But they had in. This is, I don't mean to make you sad, but I think you could make this better. Okay. okay. They had these things that looked like. Um, oh gosh, how do I explain this? Um, let's say it. Have you seen those things at a restaurant where they where they like serve the drinks and it's kind of like the thing they put the drinks on uh-huh. where it can kind of like drip down and I don't know, these like rubber mats or yes. whatever. So it's sort of this rubber mat, uh-huh. but they would pour liquid on this rubber mat and they would make you stand on that. Ooh. You had to step on that before you go in and out of the airport. That's what I'm talking and before, about. And all the restaurants at this, this like little yes. resort thing, you had to step on this thing. Uh-huh. Because I don't know, they thought COVID was on our feet or something. You <laughs> right, know? right. And that was like where at the beginning where people were just doing all this stuff. Oh, and yeah. Nobody knew what, what they Leaving were doing. our packages outside for 24 hours. Right, and, right. Yeah. Wiping all our doorknobs and yeah. all that stuff. But um, yeah, you'd step on these things. Okay. And so I don't think COVID was on our feet, but I think <laughs> nasty stuff's on our feet yes. all the time. Yes. And so I think, though, if you could have been, if you could like widen it, uh-huh. so it just took up the whole doorway, let's yep. say. Yep. And then so every person that just has to walk in and out rolls and steps yeah. on it. You don't have to even like sit, stand on it for very long. Just You just no. kind of walk over it. Step, step, boom. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm so gonna... maybe, so it's already out there, but we just can improve on it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> Get your best people on this. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to work on this. There's got to be some engineer listening right now who's like, okay, I'm going to the lab. And then. It's one of two reactions. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to the lab. I'm taking this. Or it's you dummies. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong on more than three levels that you don't even understand how or why you're wrong, but you're wrong. That's basically, I think, what half percent of our audience thinks about <laughs> everything we talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. So, yeah. so yeah, so let's, we'll see, man. What if we see these everywhere as much as we see Stanley uh, water bottles? I wouldn't even mind if, I don't need any money. I just want, like, it's, like, named after me or something. Ooh. <laughs> the Doan. The hmm. Matt. Oh, Don. the Doan mat. We'll flip it. It's the Doan mat instead of the mat Doan. Uh, oh my gosh, that didn't take long. And that was sitting right in front of me. I couldn't even find it. It's slow hanging fruit. 
But anyways, oh man, be intentional. I think be intentional. We've talked, we have talked a lot about that. It's just yes. the intentionality of our faith journey. Yes. Yeah. So really like with, whether it's with your kids, with your grandkids, with your little brother, mm-hmm. with your friends, mm-hmm. um, with like a, a niece or nephew, mm-hmm. you've got people the vast majority of people have someone in their life like that, that yeah. they can be passing on. Right. I think um, another thing I heard Jim say that he didn't say <laughs> yesterday is this expression of the power of being there. Mm. Um, and it's like so much of this is just being present yeah. and being Christ-like and then looking for intentional opportunities. Yeah. Um, and so there's this power of being there that I really, I really like. That is. Think about um, what, what he said. Um, so we had that sense of passing on faith from generation to generation in the morning, which the whole morning was really connected to it. Even if we're mm-hmm. talking about the like legacy planning seminar yeah. to the, some of the scriptures we use there to mm-hmm. the, to Calvary Christian school, school, to the blessing song yeah. and the way it's, you know, f- you know, it's blessing be upon you from generation well, to generation. Just for a minute, if okay. we could. Let's so if you were in the service or you're watching, you may have heard Eric direct us. Our last song we did was the Blessing Song, which yeah. we've sung for the last few years. But we've just recently, probably in the last six months, maybe a little longer, yeah, like maybe begun, times, maybe? yeah, begun to sing that song to each other, yep, as a blessing. As you give us the blessing from number six at the end of each service, this is sort of the same way of blessing each other, and it's like. There's something about it. I know, man. <laughs> totally. It's totally. I was looking at multiple people crying yeah. and just, I talked to multiple people afterwards. There's something about that that's just so yeah. moving to know that you're looking at different people and praying this over them and they're praying it over you. Right. Yeah. There's something special about it. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible. What other ways we can do that with? Like, yeah. Whether it's singing or is there anything else that we could do? We need some innovation in that way too. Like, I think many people come to church. It's not just Calvary, but come to church like God. I just need encouragement, a blessing from you. Mm-hmm. But it's it's rare to feel like, oh, I'm coming to church. I want to bless somebody else. And I think that's what huh. we're hoping to create a culture where people do have that mindset. Yep. Like I'm here to meet with God, to bless Him, yeah, to receive a blessing from Him, and then also to bless others. And yeah, I just want to keep us pushing and growing in that area. So there's got to be other ways to do that. Maybe it's like. <laughs> we just seen it as we're <laughs> to the parking lot. I like the Lord idea. bless you. Yeah, no talking, just keep singing uh, at each other. I like that idea. It's good. I'm sure we'll do that. It's pretty soon. <laughs> I think it's interesting because, like, I think the more, I think as you are blessing others, you're also being blessed, and there's something in this mutuality about it. Like, you're literally being blessed by the doing of the blessing. Just thinking about blessing someone else somehow yeah. encourages you, yeah. but also someone else is praying those words over you. You're being blessed by them. Mm-hmm. And there's such an interesting thing in this mutuality of it. I think that really just ties into this whole concept of discipleship and giving away what you've received, mm-hmm. blessed to be a blessing, like mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. And it does feel like being part of a community is that. Yeah. And so feeling connected um, in a community is really, really important. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I think the more stuff that we can do to bring that about, which that's part of why I'm super excited that um, we're bringing back six packs. Yeah. And so um, 
we've done them for men and women. This, mm-hmm. this round is for men. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be really Six good. generations. Yeah. Mean together for six weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Six huh. generations, six people, six, six generations, meetings. six times, yeah. six sessions, however it pans out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then mostly it's guys telling a bit of their story yeah. and how God is, has moved in their life and mm-hmm. what they need prayer for and, and mm-hmm. pray for each other. And it's yeah. just pretty cool. And then by the end of it, you have this group of, of five other people that you maybe didn't really know that well before, or you knew a couple didn't know a couple or something like that. Yeah. But you, sometimes you have these people too in the church where you, you know them a little bit, but you don't really know their story. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've always used, uh, like Bill Bard as the crazy <laughs> example of, right. This guy is just, you could just see him as this sort of older guy walking around our church. And then you don't know that he went to West Point and yeah. played football and was the sort of leading yards right. record holder for fullbacks at, yes. at Army for all time and, uh-huh. or something like that. Uh-huh. And then run ran the entire Midnight Rescue Mission uh-huh. was the president of that, which is crazy. And just all these other things. He's a colonel in the, I think he was a colonel in the Army or something like that. And so you just, oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know, because you could just walk and you just think, oh, who's this old guy or whatever? Yeah. You know, you could have that mentality, but a lot of people have a rich, beautiful story. Totally. So, And it doesn't have to have highlight reels, but yeah. people have their own different kinds of highlight right. reels. Or hardships they've endured or yeah. God's brought them through. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I love that that's launching again. How people even get to that, like on the website? Yeah, on the website. And then we're promoting it next week, like okay. big time more. So Nice. That's good. Yeah. Um, And then... I was, I read something about a week ago that said, Hey, just an idea of how to bless someone, even just in public is if you're going through like a cashier or something is like, bless them with like, like <laughs> the, the example was kind of dumb. It was like, mm-hmm. ask, ask your like person doing your groceries, like, Hey, what's your favorite candy bar? I can't decide. And then they're like, Oh, it's Kit Kat. And then you like, here, you can have one and you uh, like buy one and hand it to them. I actually like that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I, I don't know what like I could, most of those things, but yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually tried it at Rubio's just down the street from Calvary this week. And I'm probably going to lose my <laughs> blessing for saying this, <laughs> but, um, I love, I've just discovered in like the last year, thanks to Regina and John Garriott here at Calvary. Um, these they're called, um, Oh shoot. I'm going <laughs> to forget the name. It's like a, it's like soda water. But it's, I was gonna call it Otter Pop, but that's like a popsicle. It's um, like oh, it's like a Lacroix or a Spindrift. Yeah, it's like a Lacroix Spindrift, but it's okay, like a little okay. bit more sugary. It's pretty oh, good. Okay. And so the root beer Oops, flavor is amazing. Oh, that like Oli Oli Pop. Yeah, yeah Oli Pop. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Otter Pop. <laughs> You're so close. <laughs> so, uh, so it's Oli Pop. So I was with some people at Rubio's last week, and um, I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna get an Oli Pop. And I'm like, you guys want one? And they're like, sure. I'm like, have you ever had one? They're like, no. I'm like, you should get them. They're so good. And then I look at the guy, the Rubio's guy taking an order. I'm like, you ever had one of these? He's like, actually, I haven't. I'm like, I'm buying you one. And so I got him an Oli Pop. And he's like, thank you. Didn't really ask for it. But then it was interesting. And I don't want to give myself too much credit on this. But then we prayed for our meal. And as we were like praying, he was standing over us. And we were like, open our eyes. You ever done that? Like, you're Whoa, yeah, I know. He's like, oh, I'm just bringing, sorry, bringing your utensils. And I was like, oh, yeah. But I was like, oh, I hope like in some way, like just that Prayer small respected. act of like generosity yeah, towards him. Cool. And he sees us praying. He's like, oh, what's those guys are, there's something about them. So that's cool. I don't know. Just like trying to think, how do we bless people? Because so many people are yeah. getting torn down. Like 
Yeah. Constantly. Think about your own life right now. You're always getting criticized or, yeah. or even in your own internal, like, you know, voices like, oh, I'm not measuring up. And mm. just for people to be like, Hey, I see you. Or I just want to bless you. It's powerful. That's, that is cool. That's really cool. I like that a lot. I have to, like, I have to get myself motivated for some of that stuff more. Cause I think I can. And so maybe some people out there that are just wired differently than sure. you are can relate to this where it's just, I don't know. I'm always kind of, this is the cashier. Am I really going to start a relationship with this I know. cashier? Like, what's the point? Yeah, I get yeah. a little cynical, but I do think that what I think the story that you shared is showing how, oh, look, they, and then maybe they connected the kindness and the generosity to a person praying. And then the next conversation that they're more willing to have because with somebody else, even not right. you, right? But just because, oh, yeah, you know, I've seen that where people, people of prayer mm-hmm. were were generous and gracious or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm always like, do I really, am I going to make, I don't, I feel like I don't, I don't ever see the same cashier. I'm just I, sometimes I guess, but I don't know. I don't, so that's where I don't want to be. I'm not trying totally. to be cynical and I'm definitely not trying to be critical, but I'm trying to think to open myself to the, yes. the different sort of possibilities about that. Yes. Um, even if I'm a little bit, you know, well, I think we can give ourselves way. too much credit <laughs> for maybe attempts we have at yeah. like demonstrating, um, the good news, uh, like how much credit we actually have. Sure. Um, and then, but maybe sometimes we can give ourselves too little credit too of yeah. like, Oh no. I mean, I'm just thinking yeah. through like people in my life who have done little small things for me. There's times yeah. I don't know if it's, I'm just receiving it at the right time, but it like, it like, yeah, it matters or I remember it. Yep. I also um, wonder if it somehow grows. So you did this thing with the Oli pop. And, but maybe that grows your courage for the next conversation with someone. For sure. Maybe it didn't <clears throat> save this guy to buy him an Olipop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it made you a little less nervous when then someone else you have a, like a deeper conversation with right. or something like that. Right. That going from that turn, because there's always that moment of a turn from chatting about football or something mm-hmm. to trying to have a deeper conversation about life yeah. that then is a deeper conversation about faith. Yeah. That journey sometimes can be hard work yeah. or scary. And so, but maybe the Oli pop yeah. g- gave you a little, give you a little courage. <laughs> Thank <it>. you. Oli pop. <laughs> Today's podcast. <laughs> oh, we haven't had a sponsor in quite some time. Sponsored by Oli pop. Oli pop. You can send a case of your finest <laughs> soda water to, 1010 North Tustin. Speaking of this stuff, we could get into, we have a couple emails, but I also had an email from somebody that, um, it was really sweet. They, they said, um, they were, I'm trying to find it real quick. Oh yeah, I found it already. So they said, I was eating raspberries the other day (laughs) and had the usual seed issue and thought of you. (laughs) (laughs) I had just finished listening to the podcast and your voice issues. Um, me talking about the issue of my voice. So it reminded me to pray for you. We never know how God uses funny things to remind us to pray. I love that. Isn't that cool? Your voice sounds way better, by the way. It's doing better. Cool. So two things, maybe three things, maybe this person's prayers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe, and many others, uh, another, and genuinely, I mean that. And then another is, I mean, I've been kind of trying to treat it calmly Mm -hmm. as much as I can and doing my little exercises. And then I decided I was reading about, did I tell you this? I was reading about like, uh, um, like acid reflux or heartburn or whatever uh-huh. is a cause of hurting your mm-hmm. thing. So I just decided to 
diagnose myself because <laughs> I had been feeling some of that, some of that, that heartburn feeling in your throat where yeah. you feel like a little bit of that acidy yeah. uh, thing. And so I tried, I mean, you tried taking Prilosec, which yeah. is, so you, the way that works, which is crazy. I didn't know this. You take it for 14 days uh-huh. and then you stop and then you have to do that something like three or four months later you take 14 Ooh. take it for 14 days you right. have to do that it's like this boost it's a boost for four months or something huh. something like that and uh that's also been i think helping nice I think it's actually, and then that came i did that right after i got off my steroids uh-huh so i think all this stuff is kind of helping it's all related and then i didn't you know i didn't have to preach this sunday too so that yeah i have a little few helps weeks off. to not huh. push too hard uh-huh because I always push my voice when I'm speaking yeah. in public. Yeah. So to not have to do it for that long was yeah. kind of helpful. And I actually am not speaking the next couple Sundays because we've That's got uh, New Life Church joining us. And Let's Matt go. Hempel will be preaching this Sunday. Uh-huh. So look forward to that. And then I think it's you yeah, that's the Sunday next week. after that. Yeah. So take that. up your cross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the passage. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were I'm not telling you that. Oh, yeah. If it shoe fits, man. <laughs> um, okay. So then a couple other emails. If we can. Did I did I move on too quick? Or are we no, good? no, we're no. Good? I think uh, I think we're all ready to all move right. on. These are from the same person, but I can't tell if they want to be known. So I'm just going to leave it. No okay. names. Anonymous. We've, yeah. We're, and by the way, we're very willing to read your emails with no names. So if you send yes. an you don't want to send an email because, or for advice about something because mm-hmm. you're thinking, I don't want everybody to know. Right. We can either use no name. We can change the name. Yeah. You can Like, for instance, you if your, like, name's John Horrocks and you <laughs> wanted, like, advice on running, mm-hmm. you could just say, hey, my name's John Horrocks. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll just change it to John H. Yeah. <laughs> or John Hor- <laughs> we'll just John Hoka, the runner. <laughs> Um, today's podcast sponsored by Hook. Or if your like name is Ben Harris and you're like, okay, I need like marriage advice, mm-hmm. we'll just call you like Harris Ben. Yeah, there you go. Maybe Harry Ben. <laughs> <laughs> if the shoe fits. Uh, All right. So yeah, so something like that. No, but we could actually change it, change it. But anyway, this person says, uh, like so many others, I adore Peter. He represents the folly of humanity so well. Uh, As you mentioned, Peter started off slow, but ended with a good show of faith. At first, Peter is, woe is me, unclean, unclean. And then it says, but when Peter, then she quotes Luke 5, but when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. Hmm. But then in John 21, he's a changed man. And at that shore, which we, we're going to actually like talk about this yeah. soon in our church too, right. uh, where he sees it as Jesus. And even when he was back to fishing again and just runs and throws himself into the sea hmm. uh, and then runs to Jesus. And uh, she says, I get chills thinking about the change in Peter. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I just kind of think that's some cool thoughts of just someone that's just yeah. impacted by the story of Peter. Yeah. And um, even foreshadowing a bit, we might use a little bit of Peter's, the through line of Peter's story interacting with Jesus uh, for how we talk about Easter yes. this year. Yes. And, um, and like the message is East, the message is Jesus and what mm-hmm. he does, but the resurrection. kind of see ourselves <laughs> through, yeah. through Peter's eyes of how he's responding to everything yes. happening with all sorts of good and bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Peter's story arc isn't, um, okay, I met Jesus and then my life was <laughs> like right. completely smooth. Right. It was, I met Jesus a couple steps forward, couple steps back, couple steps forward, couple steps back, yeah. restored, couple steps forward. <laughs> yeah. Even after that yeah. breakfast scene in John 21, 
in the book of Acts, he still messes up yeah. and won't eat with the Gentiles because he's afraid what people are going to say. And it's like, yep. yeah, his, his journey is just full of ups and downs, yeah. which we all can relate to. And it's even full of this sort of ascending level of understanding. True. He doesn't start fully getting it, but he's yeah. in. And then as he goes, he understands a little bit more, right? a little bit more. And he's faithful. And so he's so faithful that he's kind of does these dumb things but yeah. that shows his, or he does things that show his lack of understanding. Yeah. But then it keeps the next story. He's learned from that. Right. Such a good example for it us is. to, to keep learning from that, but also to not be scared to go get in the batter's box and take a swing, mm-hmm. right? You might strike mm-hmm. out, but take a swing. It's mm-hmm. it's, if you'd never swing, you're never going to hit a home run, yeah. right? You're just going to sit there. Uh, you might get some lame walk or something. <laughs> Get it, HBP. <laughs> By pitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, then another email uh, a little while later mm-hmm. uh, sent uh, in the last 24 wow, hours. this is like a bountiful, bountiful blessing of emails. Bountiful blessing of two emails from one person. Uh, <laughs> podcast at calvarylife.org. Uh, so it uh, says, I'm picking up my brother at LAX in a couple hours. He lives in Australia and is coming to visit for five whole weeks. Nice. I'm so excited, except for one thing. He's not a believer. Hmm. I wanted to tell you how impactful last week's sermon was. I didn't realize how much until I was thinking about picking him up and the time we'd have together. Hmm. Believe me, he's heard the gospel message from me many, many times. He even went to a Christian school as a kid. As I was praying that God would open doors for spiritual conversation, your message popped into my head, uh, quote, we are not to change a godless culture to share Christian morality. I realized that all I had to do was ask one simple question. Who do you say Jesus is? Hmm. I think that one question is going to change the way I approach people going forward. A simple, non-threatening question that, should God will it so, could move in some pretty special directions. Hmm. That's that's it. Um, thanks. So, mm-hmm. um, And then ask the question... I don't know if we'll be able to answer, but that's pretty typical. So we'll give it a try. <laughs> so a question from Luke 9, um, that whole part where it says Herod was, per, quote, perplexed yeah. because some said John had been raised from the dead, some that Elijah had appeared, others that one of the prophets of old had risen. So John's dead. Elijah technically never died. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who would the prophet of old represent One of when they say Maybe one of the prophets of old. Hmm. Is it just a dead prophet? Is it any prophet? Maybe I'm looking for something that's not there, but it's intriguing. Yeah. So we're just getting this with no prep, but sure. I don't think any prep would help. <laughs> um. <laughs> you just explained half of my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, do you have any initial thoughts or want me to just riff a little here? Because I think it's So just, the question is, who's the prophet who's this, that he's yeah, one referring of, to? Yeah, because they're like, is it Herod? Or I mean, is it, is it not, not is it Herod? It is Herod. Uh, that's yeah. asking, but is it John the Baptist? Is it Elijah? Is it um, one yeah. of the prophets of old? I'm thinking one of the major prophets, right? So it would have been yeah. Jeremiah, Isaiah, potentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's what it is. It's just one of the heavy hitters because mm-hmm. this person seems like a heavy hitter. So who is it? Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it Elijah's pro Elijah's protege? Right. Uh, you know, Elisha, right. or is it yeah, as you said, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, one of those guys. I think too often um Jewish people would refer to the prophets. Yep. The law and the prophets. Yeah. So it was almost like this general term for anyone who had, you know, been called been to, prophet. to be a spokesperson <laughs> for God. But no, it was like a common thing to no, be totally. like you know, like when they'd say that, it'd be like, Oh, that that's like a whole book of people. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, someone that speaks the words from God to people. Yeah. 
often the words they don't want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of a shorthand, maybe profit definition. Right? Yeah. So. I get nervous, like, you know, in our modern era and this kind of, I want to pick on the Pentecostals for a minute, but like in some charismatic Pentecostal circles, people will call themselves a prophet. And I think that's always scary for many reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but one thing, Prophets were never, even as Jesus said, aren't welcome in their hometown. Yeah. Prophets in the Old Testament didn't exactly have like a lot of favor. Oh, right. If that leads you to health and wealth or something, right, especially. Right. Yeah. 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 Usually if that's your title, prophet so-and-so, yeah. you're kind of rolling in a benzo or something. Yeah. Right. And uh, feeling pretty <laughs> feeling pretty good. You got some good uh, tithes coming in. Yeah. The prophet's um, Old Testament basically was a life of suffering. Yeah. Totally. Completely. And sort of a speaking truth to power, but mm -hmm. it's God's word truth. Yeah. And that's a lot of why a lot of times people think of prophecy as speaking a word from the Lord today versus predicting the future. Mm. And so prophecy should be speaking God's words to people. And so a yeah. lot of times you even think of preaching as prophet, prof mm -hmm. like prophetic, as prophetic yeah. or prophecy. Um, it's kind of got a, a certain flavor to it that mm -hmm. I think is a challenging word from mm -hmm. the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, you know, and I know sometimes we, we want to hear and listen to the voice of God. And so I think sometimes as you share what you think, maybe is it, here's a bit of what I sense God might be speaking. Yeah. That's a form of prophecy, but then we have to be very careful with how we wield that. Sure. And with the, I don't know, with the humility dependence. Yeah. 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 Humility dependence, not a, thus saith the Lord. And if you don't do right. this, then, you know, right. And then also, if you, because you, I think if you act that way, then you're going to get held to being stoned to death. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's <like> rocks, rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it is cool though to think about Jesus. You know, as he's wondering, Herod's wondering who he is. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the ultimate king, priest, and prophet. So three Old Testament roles uh, of people being used by God to speak for God, yeah. um, or to like yield God's will. And yeah. Jesus fulfills all three of those offices. It's just yeah. awesome. I agree. Super, super awesome. Yeah. If anyone's speaking the words of God, I guess it's God himself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, that's awesome. But good question. Yeah. Very good question. So I like that. thank you for your email and uh, hopefully we can get some more. Yes. So I might have to do some between now and next week, do a little bit of uh do a little bit of social begging. media begging for questions. Because <laughs> I, I like think it'd that. be fun to do a mailbag episode yeah. again soon and get some interesting questions. Yes, yeah, so let's hear what people want to think talk about. Yeah, we'd like yeah, we'd love to hear what you think would be good topics here in the pod, other than um other than just kind of our recaps mm -hmm. conversations, which we think are good. Um I know people want more interviewee type stuff of yeah. other people, and we're willing to try, but we're also not willing to do stuff at times that we don't want to do it. Oh, that's kind of our issue, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a scheduling issue. Mm -hmm. We because I feel like we can either get the podcast in, uh -huh. or we can sometimes not and try to schedule somebody, <laughs> or need to do it in the evening. We're trying to also make good decisions that uh, support our family the best that we can, sure. and not have too many nights out. Yes. Um, so it's hard to do that stuff in the, in the evenings. Totally. So um, that's part of that. But so we get that you want that. So if you do, we get it. We would want to, tr we'll try to do that a little bit more if we can yep. um, here and there. Um, we also know that Matt and I have a little bit of an interesting banter amongst each other that somehow changes when others are around <laughs> us. <laughs> we get, we 
think we get awkward is yeah, what you want to say. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, like ask all the questions you might have. Questions about life, questions about God, mm-hmm. questions about uh, church stuff, mm-hmm. uh, personal things, whatever. We're happy to do it and happy to keep you anonymous. Yep. So, all right. Thank you. Oh, oh, I see that hand. Yeah, before you wrap up, I do want to give one quick plug. If you're listening Ooh, this week, real yes. time to the podcast, we're doing a thing on Sunday called Super... Oh, yeah. And I'm really excited about it. So we're going to be donating some food cans to the Orange County Rescue Mission, which is one of our wonderful partners. And uh, so we'd love for you to bring a can of soup. (laughs) Why is it Italian? A can of pasta soup. It's got to be minestrone. And uh, so bring that with you or bring multiple cans this weekend. And then we're going to have two spots in the worship center lobby. One spot's going to be a chief spot. One spot's going to be a 49er spot. I know. I like this. And you're going to put the cans, who you think's going to win. And at the end, we'll do like a little tally. I like that a lot. And, you know, as a diehard 49ers fan, oh, yeah. I will be, um, I will be, uh, what do you call it? Um, Encouraging me? Yes. yes. To... If people are split, I'm going to oh, be yeah. sending them to the 49ers yeah, side. If so. they're like, oh, I don't care about football. Right. You're like, well, it seems like the Niners would be good. Right. So you may, if you're a Chiefs fan, you may want to come advocate for your side. And maybe that advocating means bringing cases and cases. Yes. We would love it. That would be awesome. Did so that's hear, this Sunday. Did you hear what I said on Sunday in the <laughs> announcement at the end about it? I heard it, but what do you mean? Did you not hear my little? I said we'll have a can for the Chiefs, a can for oh, and then a can for Taylor, and a can for Taylor. <laughs> so yeah, maybe if you put it in the middle, that's uh, you can care less about football, but you're gonna root for Taylor. We won't actually do that probably, but it was funny to say because I saw all these funny reactions. Yeah, there was the a room. good reaction. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, bring that this Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Matt Doan, and thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.